Good morning, North Point Church family, and good morning to you who are either visiting with us or looking for a church family to connect with. Over the past couple of weeks, we have been talking about what is important to us as a North Point family, an understanding that has come out of our transitional team's finding that was completed back in November 2020. Now, last week, Spencer, Pastor Spencer, talked about taking faith-based risks, drawing some important principles from the life of Peter. Now, this morning, I want to talk about how we at North Point want to grow in becoming an intergenerational disciple-making culture that influences our neighbors and community. Now, this may sound a bit unclear to some of us, so let me define in more simplistic terms what I believe we are referring to by quoting Jesus who says to his early disciples in Matthew chapter 4 verse 19, follow me. Now for some of us, this may be too simplistic, thinking that Jesus is merely saying, let's walk together, when in fact, Jesus is actually inviting us to grow and become more like him, which is what discipleship or disciple making is all about. Now, before we take our Bibles and we turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 to look further into being a church where all ages grow to become more like Jesus, we are reminded when looking at the life of Jesus that Jesus, first and foremost, loved all people, and he took time to meet them where they were at in their journey of life. He welcomed children. He ate with sinners and did not disrespect or show contempt because of their plight in life. He saw women for who they are, not for how society labeled them. Jesus was patient in meeting people where they were at, and then intentionally helped them grow in understanding that their journey of faith can be easily summed up as loving God and loving others as themselves. Jesus taught that loving God and loving others as ourselves is a journey of transformation. As one author states, Jesus understood the hazards of people filling their minds with knowledge without actually transforming their hearts. His mission was to restore all of humanity to God's original design. Now, mindful that disciple-making is about becoming more like Jesus, we finally come to our passage this morning in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, starting at verse 1, where the Apostle Paul says to the church of the Thessalonians, in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, we always thank God for all of you, mentioning you in our prayers. We continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers loved by God, that he has chosen you 
because our gospel came to you not simply with words but also with power with the Holy Spirit and with deep conviction you know how we lived among you for your sake you became imitators of us and of the Lord in spite of severe suffering you welcomed the message with the joy given by the Holy Spirit and so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, your faith in God has become known everywhere. And we'll stop there. Paul, in writing to the church in Thessalonica, not only speaks well of the work that they are doing in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ, but the widespread influence that they were having throughout the regions. We could say that the church in Thessalonica was a disciple-making church. Now, in Paul's introductory comments, Paul highlights their efforts spurred on by their faith, their hope, and their love. Now, let's just take a moment here, ponder Paul's words for a moment as we think about faith, hope, and love in the context of an all-age disciple-making culture. For example, faith is what motivates us to move forward, even when the odds are against us. And this is something that Pastor Spencer talked about in last week's message. And if you didn't hear that message, I encourage you to go online and uh, listen to that message. An excellent message that really challenged me and actually encouraged me, spurring me on in what Pastor Spencer had to say. Now, hope keeps us moving forward. Hope fuels us to face impossible challenges. It is the expectation that we will obtain what we desire. And love, well, friends, love is the foundation for every good thing in our lives. You know, without love, nothing else really matters. As the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 2 and 3, if I have faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, I'm nothing. And if I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Now, before talking further about disciple-making, I need to ask us where we are at in our faith. It would appear that we have much against us with the ongoing restrictions of COVID. Uh, we have no lead pastor yet to talk about. We have no church building of our own to meet in, even if we were able to meet. Are we still motivated to move forward with a heart that is devoted to seeing all ages grow to become more like Jesus? This is an important question to ask ourselves. And what about our hope? Are we still hopeful as a North Point family? Are we still looking to the future with a, a strong sense of expectation that God wants us to grow in Christ's likeness? And then what about love? 
Are we still deeply in love with God, with an all-inclusive love for those around us? Our faith, our hope, and love, friends, it is foundational for achieving a disciple-making culture where children and youth and all adults grow to become more like Jesus. As we become more like Jesus, the message of the gospel becomes more infectious. Now, infectious may not be a word that we want to hear at a time when we have been struggling with the COVID virus. Yet, this is what I believe the Apostle Paul is actually referring to when we read in verse 5, our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit in deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. It's important not to overlook what Paul's emphasis in the opening words of, of verse 5 uh, when he says that the gospel they shared was not something they merely talked about. Friends, it was a, a deep, heartfelt, godly conviction that they lived by. Now, here's a question for you. I encourage us to ask ourselves, how deeply convinced are we of the gospel? In other words, how life-giving is it for us personally? Our words speak truth, but friends, the message becomes infectious when it is authentically lived out. This is what many refer to as incarnational truth. We read the, in the Gospel of John chapter 1 that in the beginning was the Word, but then the Word became flesh in the person of Jesus Christ and was lived out amongst, among us. Friends, the church in Thessalonica heard the good news which took root in their lives, not only because uh, the word of God was spoken, but because Paul's walk with Jesus was infectious. Now, moving on, we discovered that as we become more like Jesus, uh, a disciple-making culture is not only infectious, but friends, it is transmittable. Now, once again, we may not appreciate the term transmittable because of how COVID has debilitated so many of us and our loved ones. And yet, I believe that this is a close understanding of what the Apostle Paul is referring to in a positive way when he says in verse 6, you became imitators of us and of the Lord. Now, when I had COVID, <clears throat> there were obvious signs or symptoms that I had caught the virus. Man, I was feeling tired uh, all, most of the time, and I, and I always felt like I had to sleep most of the day. I, I didn't have much of an appetite and no ambition to do anything, which is so unlike me. I usually like to be out and about doing things and accomplish things. But because I was symptomatic, I had to go into quarantine for two weeks. Why? Because the virus I was carrying was transmittable. To be imitators of Paul and the Lord is to show signs of the gospel at work in the lives of the believers at Thessalonica. In other words, 
their lives had become contagious by the way they lived out their faith. Uh, this became more obvious through the suffering that they endured, which Paul talks about in verse 6 when he says, You became imitators of us and not of the Lord. For you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Lord. How many of us have been greatly challenged, inspired, motivated by someone who in the trenches of life exudes joy? I remember a young man by the name of John who had Parkinson's disease. Now, although an adult, John lived with his aging mother who was confined to a wheelchair. Now what stood out to me was not John nor his mother's disability, but it was the joy that emanated from these two individuals. Friends, they loved Jesus and their love for Jesus made me not only want to uh, visit them, but it, it made me want to talk to them about how they could be so joyful when it would appear that they had every reason to be disgruntled and discouraged. I remember wanting to talk with them about how they were coping with their disability. And when I approached John, all John would do was point upward uh, with his head tilted to the side and, and his head shaking and he would just smile. And his mother would, would be sitting in a wheelchair and she would just point to her heart with a smile that was infectious. They had a contagious faith that, that made me want to go deeper in my walk with God. Suffering can be one of the greatest avenues to reveal the profound reality of the good news of Jesus Christ at work in our lives to those around us as others witness the life of Jesus being revealed through our brokenness. Friends, this is what the Apostle Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 7 to 10, when he writes, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this also passing Power is from God, and it's not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but we're not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. How important it is for us, regardless of, of what age we are, to grow in our understanding of suffering as an agent for spreading the good news of Jesus and his open invitation to follow him. Well, moving on in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, we discover that as we become more like Jesus, a disciple-making culture is not only infectious and transmittable, but friends, it is far-reaching. We read in verses 7 and 8, And so you became 
a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. Roxanne enjoys putting puzzles together. And she will take all the pieces out of the box, and then she will start grouping the pieces together that look similar in color. She will then start working on putting the outside edge of the puzzle together that will actually serve to frame the picture in. And what she will then do is work with the picture of the puzzle that is beautifully portrayed on the box cover that the puzzle came in. Friends, this is what I believe Paul is referring to when he says that the believers in Thessalonica were a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. Their lives not only served as a beautiful picture of the transforming power of Jesus Christ, but friends, their lives served as a way to piece together the gospel message for others to emulate. Now, I failed to mention that the type of puzzle that Roxanne enjoys putting together are replicas of a Thomas Kincaid painting. Now, Thomas Kincaid's paintings are well known throughout, with many being purchased throughout the world. This is also true when we consider the far-reaching effect of a disciple-making culture that is infectious and transmittable. As was the case with the believers in Thessalonica, which was an important city in Mesopotamia, uh, Macedonia, we learn that their infectious example spread throughout the city, reaching not only Achaia, which is a part of Greece, but throughout all of Greece, which we gather from Paul's words when he says in verse 8, your faith in God has become known everywhere. Friends, a disciple-making culture is about seeing all ages being transformed to become more like Jesus, lives that are greatly influenced by the way we live out the infectious gospel of Jesus Christ, transmitted from one person to another through our presence. So allow me to ask us once again in closing, are we still motivated to move forward with a heart that is devoted to seeing all ages grow to become more like Jesus? Are we still looking to the future with a strong sense of expectation that God wants us to grow in Christ-likeness? And are we still deeply in love with God, with an all-inclusive love for those around us? Let's pray. Father God, once again, I thank you for our North Point Church family. I thank you for the greater church family that is spread throughout, not just our province, not just our country, but the world at large. I thank you, Father God, that the gospel that you have given us is not just something we read about. It's not just something to be studied. No, it's something, Father God, that transforms our lives to the point that we ourselves become infectious to those around us, 
Again, it's your word at work in us, but it's a life that is being transformed by your powerful love that serves to invite other people into this journey with us. I thank you for the many lives that I have met at the North, uh, in, in our North Point family and for the way that they exude the love of Jesus. And I would pray that for the coming days ahead, regardless of what these days may look like, that the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, will continue to be life-changing for us and for those around us. I really believe that, that only as your word takes deep root in our lives to the point that we become infectious, transmittable, widespreading, will your gospel have the profound impact that it's intended to have on those around us. And so I would commit ourselves as a North Point family for the days yet ahead, and I would commit your church at large for the days that lie ahead. We have an amazing opportunity right now to be, and I want to emphasize that, to be a witness. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.